Hi, this is Eden Busani, and I'm your host for the Meraki Podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, we upload new episodes from incredible speakers who share their wisdom on important life lessons and their personal journeys towards living a purposeful life. Tune in on Thursdays to get my latest scoop on self-growth and personal development. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. All right, so we have here Amanda Murphy from Taking Up Space Podcast, all about self-love, building the perfect self-image for yourself and taking care of yourself. Uh, I want to welcome you to this podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing how to break social norms. Maybe you want to give us a little bit of an intro to that. Yeah, social norms have been around for such a long time. I remember um, a while back for a project, I took to the internet and even Googled the idea of social norms, particularly when it came to like diet culture and dieting and our body image. You can find it like as far back as the 1800s. There are social norms and they really do dictate a lot of our behavior because especially now with social media, and everything we have television radio newspapers magazines you know our cell phones we can connect with almost any part of the world in an instant so everything is basically coming at us at all times so we can we can see everything and anything at all times but that also means we have the ability to be seen at all times so how we're behaving how we're showing up what others are thinking of us their approval, things like that are, are kind of at the forefront. You know, we're, we're constantly thinking about all of that. And while they all have their place, um, you know, it's good to care about what others think of you, how they see you, what their impression of you is. But there's also a negative side to that as well. And, and, and you know, so social norms is kind of like a broad term to encompass all of that. But the social norms can be broken down into the smallest bits of details, even to how you introduce yourself at a meeting, you know, or for an interview. So they really do drive our behavior a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So in today's episode, we're focused, well, there's so many different types of social norms, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to like accepting, uh, you know, diversity, other races, ethnicities, gender, sex preferences, it all comes together under social norms. But in this specific episode, we're going to be discussing, um, we were going to talk about our self-image and self-love and how to really learn to truly love ourselves and do so in the right way without, you know, all the other outside negativities from our environment. So why don't we start with that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the best way that I could say to start breaking up social norms is working within yourself and working on yourself because it's, it's hard to, um, to try to measure up, so to say, to all the social norms that society and diet culture places on you. But in order to break those social norms or to feel comfortable maybe not meeting all of those social norms, it's really an inside job. And that is, it's a big job. Um, but it, it definitely starts with, with inside yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So like, what are some things you would say I mean, everybody battles um, this social norm it's in some form. It doesn't matter what, in what way. You're going to be facing it at some point in your life. But specifically, we're talking right now to women, and we're talking about our self-image and our self-love. When we're looking in the mirror, what, 
you know, we might, so many thoughts might go through our heads, but what would you, what would be your advice um, on, you know, you said starting, the work starts from the inside. So what would be your advice, the first steps on working, starting to work from the inside from yourself? Like, well, the, the biggest thing is, you know, when it comes to social norms and, you know, hearing from society what they think we should be, how we should act, dress, look like, all of that, we kind of lose what everything means to ourselves. Each unique individual has their own beliefs, their own, you know, identity, their own definitions, but we get caught up in, in just paying attention to what society's definition of everything is. So the one of the biggest things and one of the greatest places to start at is to to ask yourself, what does this mean to me and when I say this it could be anything you know what does beauty mean to me what is my definition of beauty what is my definition of strength what is my definition of success what is you know what do those things look like for me and, and how can I be my best version of those things and you know maybe sometimes that will align a bit with what society thinks but if it doesn't then that's okay because that's how you're going to start living the most authentic life for you and the most aligned life for yourself is knowing what you believe in, knowing your foundation, what these things mean to you and, and working towards those definitions for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so many things that we encounter. Like, and like you said, like it's about knowing ourselves and that's the foundation that really we need to know who we are and not, you know, play by the society's playbook of, you know, it's comparing and it's getting jealous and it's all these other negative stuff that come that come from this constant comparison um whether you're lacking in something or whether you have something that isn't like quote-unquote normal you know so i mean it's such a it's such a, a vast topic um but i mean specifically if we're going to focus right now on like self-love building self-love what are some tips you can give on just a few off the top of your head. It could start from like, you know, positive affirmations to meditations, all these things. But what are your tips that you would be able to offer to somebody who's um, struggling with self, with loving themselves? You know, when they're looking in the mirror and they're just, they, they don't see who they really are. They just seem like black. They, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, the first thing to recognize is that all of our feelings and all of our our uh, emotions usually stem from a thought and and those thoughts sometimes are truth and they're they're factual but a lot of the thoughts and the um, things that we think about ourselves are not factual information so what I would urge somebody to do is these negative thoughts that they're having about themselves whether it's their behavior their performance their body image whatever it is actually stop and ask yourself what part of this dialogue or this narrative is factual information and, and what is is just my assumptions or my per perspective and things that I'm feeling. And then once you can separate the truth from, you know, the things that aren't factual information, you can kind of start to address, okay, well, these are just things that I'm, I'm thinking and they're causing these emotions and they're not actually true. And it kind of like lessens the blow of them because you know we think these negative thoughts they feel so heavy and they do feel like almost like we're attacking ourselves and so it, it just makes them a little bit easier to recognize and to work through and and I think self-awareness is the biggest thing that you can do for yourself 
Yeah, it's the foundation. Like you said, like you gotta have that foundation, knowing yourself. Um, I'm gonna go a little bit like a tiny drop off topic. Like sure. you said that it's all about knowing yourself and being happy and getting to really, really know yourself and fit, finding out where it's all coming from, where your thoughts are stemming from, if it's factual or something that you're just imagining. But a lot of times, unfortunately, especially now, there's so much bullying going on, whether it's cyberbullying, whether it's in school, whether it's, you know, so many people are just going through, especially when they're in their childhood, because kids can really be mean, um, mm -hmm. and especially girls, they can really get mean. And, you know, they'll, they'll say things that even if they don't mean it, it just really hurts other people's feelings. And this person can grow up and really take this, take this negative thought that somebody had on them and actually turn it into a factual thought. Like you said, they can actually think that it's true for them, for them. So I know it's a little bit off topic here, but this is like a really big, a big deal because I know a lot of people are actually suffering from this. Um, and they can get to like age 20, 30, and they'll still be dealing with this childhood bully or trauma that they, they think that they're not enough, or they think that they're not pretty enough, or they think whatever it is, because somebody in fourth grade bullied them to think so. Mm -hmm. So what would, what would you say about that? Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of us have a lot from our past and our childhood that we are still carrying around that we don't realize, you know, even little comments that people make, um, whether their intentions are good or bad, but sometimes they can just stick with us and really have a profound effect. And um, to that, I say that nothing's going to change unless you take action. And it does begin with self-awareness to say, you know, hey, these are the things that I am thinking and feeling about myself and, and they do make me feel negative and I don't know how to go about fixing them on my own necessarily because it is hard. It is a hard journey to, to walk alone, but that's when I would suggest to, to reach out and get help to be able to work through these and to really start looking back on that trauma that someone has experienced so that they can do the work to, to, for a brighter future. It, it is really hard to do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I'm, I can go on and on on this topic because I mean, it's a very sensitive topic for so many people. And it's just because we have an audience, I love bringing it out because I know that so many people actually have these questions, um, but they might not know who to ask or how to approach this question for the fear of they might feel like they're being judged for their questions, you know. Um, so these questions, so I do have other questions from our audience, from our listeners. They dropped down uh, two questions for this episode sure. that I'd like to go over with you. Um, and perhaps you can give them some answers. Sure. <laughs> awesome. So the first question that we have here um, wants to remain anonymous. And they're asking, how do social norms affect our behavior? So this is actually, you did mention before that social norms is, um, is our actual behavior. Right? Yeah. So how does yeah. They, they pretty much are like the driving force, you know, like even from a young kid, you know, your parents are the first people and like your siblings and your family to put those expectations on, you You know, we could say another word is expectations is another word for social behavior or I'm sorry, social norms, because a social norm is almost like an expected way of behaving. And so you know, when you're a kid and, and how you're going to show up, how, what kind of grades you're going to get. Maybe your parents expect you to play sports or they expect you to have a certain career when you, you know, graduate high school. 
you know, some kids are, are expected to be, you know, seen and not heard and, and all these different expectations. So once you, you become an adult too, there's the workplace social norms and expectations. There's expectations from your friends. There's expectations from your significant others and, you know, your romantic partners. So every person has expectations in a way. And then society has expectations and those are considered what we call social norms. And so they kind of drive our behavior. They, they really do because as a human, we all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. We all want to seek the approval of others. So in order to do that, we want to kind of fulfill those expect expectations. We want to fulfill and live up to those social norms, whatever they are, whether it's diet culture or a successful career, you know, whatever society's, you know, idea of that is, whatever their standard is, we aspire to live up to that. So therefore we can be deemed acceptable. We can, you know, be deemed worthy and, you know, they drive our behaviors because we're working to obtain that level of approval from society. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. To some point, I mean, like, it's kind of like uh, people pleasing, but we have to be, you know, we want to be uh, pleasing to some people. There's the, the balance that we have to find, obviously, where, where right. our entire focus is on people pleasing. And then we have like, the, the normal human factor where you want to please, whether it's our parents or our teachers or, you know, our boss. So that's an important part. Um, so, so to actually add to that question, to that um, answer, I have another question here. Um, um, okay, so you said that, I just lost my train of thought with anything. My question was, okay, so the social norms, you said that they're all about, they can be broken down from social norms from family, uh, schools, workplace, significant other, and all that. So there's so many different types of social norms. Um, the thing is, what is a way for us to be able to tell the difference between a healthy social norm and an unhealthy social norm where like, because we don't want everybody to just turn rebels and be like, okay, I'm breaking the social norm. We're actually like, these are rules that make you a decent human being. You know, like if you're going to go to a workplace and decide I'm breaking the social norms and I'm going to yell at my coworker, you know, because I feel like it's going to make me feel better. Like we don't want that. So how do you know, yeah. how can we tell the difference from a healthy social norm to a social norm that's actually affecting people in a, a tremendously negative way? That's a great question. Um, and I don't know if I have an answer that's hundred percent correct, but what I would say and what I would suggest is that any social norm that makes you question it and makes you feel uncomfortable in any way is definitely something you should consider. Like, is this truly in alignment with me? Like, do I feel okay with it? Um, Cause I feel like social norms, if, if they're not toxic to you, if they're, if they're healthy and like you said, they're just, you know, being kind to your coworkers, even if you may not really care for them, you know, you don't question it because it's just a social norm that's understood and it's healthy for you. And it's kind of meant to keep the peace in some way. Um, but, it, but if there's something going on that makes you feel uncomfortable, um, then that's definitely something you want to, you want to question. Like, why is this making me uncomfortable? And, and is this a social norm or an expectation that, um, you know, I like, I like having upon myself. Awesome. Yeah, that was a very like spontaneous question. Like you were just talking and like I had that question in the back of my head. So I have to like drop it out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for answering that. Um, so can, should we go on to the, the last question that we have? Sure. Awesome. So we have another question also remaining anonymous. Um, how do I challenge what society deems quote unquote normal 
in the smartest way possible that can also have an impact on others? Okay, so it sounds like a two-part question, so there's gonna be a two-part answer. To answer the first part, um, how to challenge social norms. Um, you know, you can challenge social norms and, and do so very gracefully and very um, loudly but quietly. Um, going back to checking in with yourself and, and really getting to the bottom of what certain things mean to you as far as like beauty, health, success, things like that, um, that's going to help you to challenge those social norms because I feel like a lot of people are going to have um, a very different definition of, of these things for themselves than society typically has. And so you have to first know what those are, know what your definitions are, but then also you have to learn to be comfortable showing up in your definitions and not society's definitions. And that's the long haul journey. That's the long haul um, work that has to be done, you know, and I don't say long haul is like life's work, but you know, it takes some time because like anything that, you know, makes us feel outside of our comfort zone, we kind of have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. So that can take a little bit of work, but you have to first know what your definitions are that don't align with society before you can start working towards feeling comfortable showing up in your own definitions. So the first part of this question would be to, you're saying, evaluate your values like know what absolutely you, yeah know your core values that would be the first thing which comes out of absolutely yeah. yeah and as far as like i think the second part was like how to um it, okay let's go over the question again how do i challenge what society deems normal in this in the smartest way possible that will allow others to have an impact as well okay so to have an impact on others or to bring a positivity in this sense, I think by, by doing your own work and once you do start showing up in your own way, um, other people are going to see that. Like you don't have to speak out and challenge others like directly. You don't have to, you know, say, Hey, you know, are you questioning your social norms? Are you asking yourself what these things mean to you? But by showing up in your own definition and your own value and kind of doing things your own way, people are going to notice. Like if you think to like all the uh, like recent celebrities and people that you see on social media influencers, sometimes like you see people doing things their own way and maybe it's a little different and you're like, you notice that you're like, Oh, like she's pretty freaking cool. Like she's doing this her own way and it's different, but it's cool. And that's, you know, she's showing up in her own definitions, what's authentic to her, what, you know, how she just lives her life herself. And, and people are going to notice that. And when they do notice it, then they might ask, or they might just, notice and then they're going to start feeling like oh, okay well if she's not doing it the same she's doing herself for me and living life her way i can do it too so it's kind of like leading by example leading by example yeah so so what would you say well here's another question i'm just going to spontaneously ask um well what is your opinion on like all uh uh, protesting and like breaking social norms or like women's rights i know this has nothing to do with like what we're talking about but like we are technically talking about breaking social norms what would you say about that if somebody would to go <laughs> and like protest um you know find your values whatever all these things that we just spoke about would that be considered like a social norm because it's already happening and people are already experiencing it in society or is that like a really wrong way to go about um trying to have an impact on other people i mean no there's no real right or wrong way 
Um, of course, like violence is never the answer. You know, sometimes we do hear and see of like protesting becoming violent. Um, so that's definitely never the answer. But as far as, you know, like our typical protests where people are, uh, you know, gathering in groups, you know, um, protesting with signs and chanting things, things like that. I mean, sometimes we do get so passionate about things that we, we do have to take a larger impact and we feel that within ourselves. And, and if somebody feels compelled to do that, then by all means, um, there is no right or wrong way. Um, yeah. And, and sometimes you do, you know, if, if you're trying to bring about change in, in something and it's a grand topic, it's a large topic, um, sometimes you do have to take large action. Awesome. Amazing. I love the way you answered all my, all their questions and all my questions. <laughs> like, I came up with my own questions as well. That's awesome. All right. So anything else we're going to end this episode here? Anything else um, that you would want to add before we end this? Hmm. No, I think really when it comes to social norms and when it comes to really anything, society, diet, culture, anything, being self-aware is first and foremost the best thing that you can do for yourself so if anything is just not feeling right it's not feeling aligned then it, that's just kind of like you know a sign saying that. like hey let me check in with myself yeah awesome awesome thank you so much amanda this is so by the way guys she has her own podcast taking up space check it out her content is amazing as well thank you yeah absolutely thank you so much Thank you for tuning in to the Meraki Podcast and for joining me on the adventure of my life. I hope you found this episode to be enjoyable and valuable. You can find out more about us at MerakiOfficial.com. If you enjoyed this episode and feel others can benefit from it as well, spread the love by sharing.